culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zag Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I've got really funny Instagram stories, usually my neighbors, my Ubers, and me dancing in the shower. Uh, keep up with the show at No Filter with Zach. We've got funny memes, funny videos, funny clips with your favorite reality stars. That's always a good time over there so go and give us a follow at no filter with zach and at just plain zach what's going on everybody happy monday it's a new week we are in august it's a new month we are still in quarantine well depending on what part of the country that you're in but it it still feels crazy And here we are, another pop culture breakdown. Going to be breaking down everything that has happened over the past couple of days, over this past weekend since since our last episode, which was on Friday. And that was the Brandy Glanville, Denise Richards, full deep dive. Look, I... Some of you guys loved it. I know I've never done a deep dive before. That was like my first deep dive. And there was like, I'd listened to it back and there were a lot of like ums. And there was a lot of like, you know, I stuttered a little bit through it. And it was, look, it was my first deep dive like just give me a break i promise as i do more of them they will get better the second one that comes in it will get better i will get myself good and then we can really you know have some fun with it all right well today we're gonna be breaking down kyle richards and kendra wilkinson is there a feud Uh oh bang 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 get the gloves ready lvp is really grasping at straws at this point with all the new projects that she's taking on there's apparently some trouble for the newbie elizabeth vargas on real housewives of orange county we had real housewives of potomac i have some thoughts about that it finally premiered i saw the first two episodes um Monique has spoken out. Joshua Brown, who's the VP of production at Bravo, has spoken out about it. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The women are speaking out about Denise Richards and all her Bravo, Bravo, Bravo stuff. And then Gia Judas got a nose job, you guys. Why don't we dive into that first? That's that's a fun that's a fun topic. Gia Judice or Gia Judice, depending on how Teresa wants to pronounce it this year, um, is now uh, she now has a new nose i guess she's taken after her zia melissa zia her auntie yeah her aunt melissa i was gonna say like step aunt but like that's her 
uncle. It's her auntie. I'm not even going to try to do the dynamics. Anyway, so Teresa is apparently really supportive of this. Gia announced that she got a nose job. She's only 19. I feel like that's a little young. I feel like at that age, one, you're naturally insecure about everything. I mean, at 19, I was picking apart every single thing about my body. I mean, I still have insecurities about my body. Um, so I feel like 19 is just not, I feel like your face is still developing and growing. Look, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel beautiful inside and out, whatever, you know, makes you feel confident. I feel like you do you, but I also feel like at 19, you're never going to feel happy. You're never going to feel healthy. You're never going to feel confident because you're like learning about yourself. You're trying to figure out who the fuck you are. And I feel like G is in that process. I mean, now she, now she has a boyfriend and she's like, you know, doing her thing. It's not Frank Catania. I wish it were Frank Catania. We all wish it were Frankie, but it's not. Um, and, but yeah, so she's got a boyfriend. She's got a new, a new nose. She's like new year, new me. And she's like doing it right now. And she's living her best life in quarantine. I think that's good for her. But I also just, I feel like she's a little young. I don't know what you think. Is she too young to be getting a nose job? I feel like your face is still developing. No, I feel like they say you should wait until you're at least what, like 21, 22 to consider really doing cosmetic procedures to your face because it's still like molding and growing and stuff. I'm not 100% sure on the exact age, but I feel like I've talked to enough plastic surgeons on the adulting podcast and even on this podcast in the past about when it's too young to start having surgery. And I just think 19 is a little young to be having surgery because you're altering your face and you don't know like how your face is going to respond to that because again, your face is still developing, girl. Whatever. Kylie Jenner did it and we will see the ramifications of what her face is going to look like in 20, 30, 40 years. I feel like once you start plumping your face up, like you can only, you get like Adrian Maloof. We saw Adrian Maloof and she looked very plumped up in Real Housewives in Beverly Hills season one. And then she only, and we're like, whoa, she's really plumped up. But once you start plumping it up and you start to lose, like your skin starts to droop, all you can do to keep lifting it is to keep plumping it and you keep injecting in it. I mean, and that's why you see people when they have too much filler, it's rarely the Botox. Sometimes they overdo it on the Botox, but it's rarely the Botox and it's more the injections and the fillers that they get. And that's where people start to look like real scurry, real scurry mergery. Um... But I mean, look, if Gia's happy and she's confident, Teresa seems very supportive of this. She wanted to make sure Gia looked good. Joe Judice doesn't seem to be as, you know, loving it as much. He didn't seem to embrace it. He just said, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Um, while he's doing his little cooking show in, in Italy. But again, Gia, as long as you're happy, I just think she's a little bit young. I don't know how you're feeling about this. I think 19, you should not be bought. You should not be chopping up your face just yet. Wait till you're like in your mid 20s, approaching your late 20s early 30s where you kind of find your footing start to like yourself a little bit more have you know gone through some shit have gotten beaten up by the world and you know have had to do some inner reflection you know and I think maybe your 30s is probably the best time to start having surgery because you're starting to feel a little more confident and then you know I don't know what the fuck am I who what do I know I'm 27 but I just think I I've thought about getting a nose job because I have a big like hook nose but Again, 19 is just it's a little young for me. But you know what, Gia, you do you. We'll probably see it on Real Housewives of New Jersey because she's like currently swollen and like healing right now. So I'm pretty sure that'll be a main storyline this season. And it'll probably be a storyline between Joe and Teresa and how they're having conflicting parenting styles because Joe's like, I don't want her to be botching up her face tree. And then Teresa's like, Joe, calm down. So I look forward to that. I think it'll be fun. All right, let's go over to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. Gimme, gimme, 
Give me, give me. Okay. Um, let's see. So the women have spoken out. If you saw last week's episode, you'll know that it was Denise's big bravo, bravo, bravo moment where they showed us her bravo, bravo, fucking bravo moment after Lisa Rinna's daughter's fashion event when they were all out to dinner. And then she's like, I'm not doing this. Get me Chris. And she was like having a whole like meltdown at dinner. And so now we're seeing that like this is a, a pattern of behavior for Denise where she gets upset. She bravo, bravo, bravos, which apparently the women are like, I, we don't really do that i don't know according to kyle they've only done it like in the early early seasons of housewives where they needed to touch up their makeup and they didn't want that to be shown obviously they show it now but like they would just kind of do that like bravo 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 hi andy cohen to break the fourth wall and apparently kyle said that she was really shocked when she first saw the trailer for this season because she was like whoa they're breaking the fourth wall because i don't think they ever expected any of that to get out And again, Denise kind of shutting everything down was her way of making sure she got the edit that she wanted because because like I said last week, she has the most to lose in all of this. And I think you can even see her tears in this most recent episode. And I feel like those weren't tears of this is a rumor and it's silly and ridiculous. And, you know, it this her reaction, you can look at you have to really pay attention to because look, at the end of the day, the reality is these scenes take hours to film. And all we're seeing is like a really chopped up version in just a couple of minutes. But you really have to pay attention to the body language, you really have to pay attention to the cadence to how they actually react, what their, you know, facial reactions are also understanding that their facial reactions might not necessarily be the facial reactions they actually gave, but the facial reactions that were edited. So you have to keep that, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. But what I'm saying is like, you can just see that like that that um you could see the trepidation in brandy you can see her shaking you could hear her voice shaking you could tell that like what she was about to say she didn't really want to say but she was like well we're kind of already in it and i might as well just say it and you could just tell she was really uncomfortable in that scene. And then you pay attention to Denise's behavior in this most recent episode when she's, when the reveal is brought up at the dinner table and you can tell she's upset and she's upset in a way that, and the reason she bravo, bravo, bravo it is because she was upset that she was no longer in control of the narrative. She was upset that she wasn't in control of the information that was just brought up on the show in front of all the other women. And it was more of an embarrassment. It wasn't like a, come on, that's a really stupid rumor like I think if it were a really stupid rumor you would kind of laugh it off which she kind of did at the beginning but I think it was more of like a nervous laughter instead of like a that's really ridiculous laughter and then she her emotions got the best of her and that's where you see her bravo 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 and then she tries to play the victim of being like oh well I'm going through so much that has nothing to do with this show which I thought Teddy had a great point of being like well this is what you signed up for you signed up to share your life like you can't be on a reality show and expect there are some parts of your life that you're going to be you know hiding from people like yes obviously I think they're are certain things that you can try to keep away from the camera out of respect for other people. We don't know what Denise is actually referring to about like what she's dealing with, but I feel like she's been for the most part, very open. But again, it was as long as she was in control of the narrative. And I think in this case, in this season, she's really lost that control. And that's why you see her freak out and get upset and call for the producers and stop filming and cover her face with her hands when with the cameras on her. So I think, her reaction was one of embarrassment and it was one of like fear that this is going to get out and now she's going to have to tell Aaron about it. And she probably didn't tell Aaron that they hooked up or I don't know what, again, I don't know what the, the inner workings of their quote unquote open relationship are, but I feel like there was something that she 
there was something about her hooking up with Brandy that she didn't want public or didn't want other people to know about that was now leaked. And I think she also was kind of worried because it's like one of those things where like sometimes maybe you share something with a friend and you reveal too much and one little piece of a secret or one little piece of the story gets out and you're like, holy shit, well, what else came out? What else is is this person saying? You know, and then you start thinking of all the things that you've done wrong and all the things that you've done that are, you know, that other people might look at you and think, wow, you're a shitty person or wow I can't believe you said that even though we all have those really human moments and I think it was just one of those things where like she didn't know how far Brandy went and she kind of felt betrayed by Brandy and she thought she was you know LVPing the situation and controlling Brandy and Brandy I think is at the point in her life where she's like no I'm not going to be contained or controlled or manipulated anymore I'm just going to mention it all and she did. And Dorit and Erica were like, look, this is what we signed up for. And I agree. This is what you signed up for. But I think the bigger question, because a lot of people are giving Teddy heat, being like, well, it wasn't Teddy's business to bring up at the table and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I think in defense of Teddy, not that I really love Teddy, I, I think she gets a little too much heat and I do think she is a little boring. But I think that in this case, I mean, one, if they were going to keep her on the show, they needed to give her something to stay interesting. But two, I think the information was brought to her and... I mean, look, when certain things happen on camera, I think there's a level of expectation for you to continue to push that storyline forward. And I think that's kind of what she was doing. I think it's obviously when you have Brandy and Kim coming back on the show and they have such a big revelation like that, which they brought up on camera. When you're dealing with a situation like that, you're pretty like you have to be pretty keen to know that this is going to be aired. And so you can either have the conversation and give Denise an opportunity to address it, which I think Teddy was trying to do. But I just, I don't know. I don't think Teddy deserved the heat. Some people are like, well, it's enough for business and who cares if they hooked up? And I'm just like, well, I fucking care if they hooked up. That's why I'm watching this show. That's why we're all watching this show this season. This is actually a good season. We haven't had a good season like this in a minute. And like last season was a little rough. I don't really love last season, to be honest. And even with Pantygate, like that was like, okay, cute, but like it wasn't great. I think this is like a big real scandal. And again, my insiders are telling me that there are more receipts and more proof that this actually did happen, which will be coming out in the next. There are only four episodes left of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Those will be coming out over the next four weeks. The finale is at the end of August. And apparently these next four episodes are going to be super, super juicy. And I can't wait. But again, what do you think? Should Teddy have brought it up? Should she have kept it to herself? I mean, I don't. I don't think she should have kept it to herself. But if you do think that she should have, why do you think she should have kept it to herself and being like, it's none of her business. That's not a real answer. When you're on a reality show and you're on an ensemble cast, everything is everybody's business. And that's what we watch these shows for. Okay. Thank you. Next. All right. Hold up. Wait a minute. I want to talk to you about Dry Farm Wines, which is my favorite hangover free wine. Yes, that's right. I said it. Hangover free wine because it doesn't have any additives. It doesn't have any dyes. It doesn't have added sugar. None of that junk. It's good, clean wine. All right. And it's shipped straight to your door. So you don't even have to worry about going to the market because you're, if you're afraid about getting all the germs at the market, and you're like, no, you can have it sent straight to your door. Dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. Clean wine, hangover free wine, no additives, no junk. They have reds, they have whites, they have uh, rosés, they even have an orange wine. I don't know if it's still available right now, but that orange wine is something new and you're going to want to try it. So go check out dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K, and get that hangover free wine so you can drink tonight and not hurt tomorrow. Okay, go. 
All right, let's see. What else is happening in Beverly Hills? Oh, we have LVP. LVP is back at it again with the white vans. Back at it again with the white vans. Okay, not really with the white vans, but she's trying. She lost Villa Blanca. She probably will lost Vanderpump Rules. There was an article that I saw. I believe it was in Us Weekly. Um, there was an article that I saw where it said that Vanderpump Rules hasn't been renewed and it might be over at this point. Some insiders have said that it hasn't been renewed yet because the restaurants are closed and there isn't really anything to film. But I mean, if we're being honest, it didn't really center around the restaurants as it is. If anything, it kind of centered around Tom Tom, but it centered more about around the cast relationships. And I think that's why this season was a little, this most recent season was a little, eh, and it was kind of hard for some of us to get through because we tried too hard to force it to be about the staff at Sir, which again, we're forcing it to be about that when it's at this point evolved beyond that. And the people that used to work at Sir are no longer in that place in their lives anymore. And we have grown to follow that cast and that group of friends. And again, they're just not there in their lives anymore. They've moved on. They've grown up, yada, yada, yada. I think at this point, it wouldn't kill me if that was the end of Vanderpump Rules. I used to love Vanderpump Rules, but I think this past season was not a great season. But if it were the final season, I could accept that only because of the way it ended. I thought the finale was kind of good where we see them. There was a little bit of drama, but we kind of see them moving on to the next chapter of their lives. And I like that. I mean... I'm not going to lie. I would have loved to have watched this season with Stassi pregnant and, you know, going through being a new mom and getting married. I don't think we need to be seeing all of their weddings. We've seen enough weddings. I think this season kind of tied up their storylines in a nice bow to be like they're engaged. You know, they're moving on to the next chapter of their lives. Some of their some of their friendships will continue to remain strong. Some of them will fall apart. Maybe they'll come back together in the end. But, at you know. They're moving on. It was like an, a friend's ending, you know, when they're all moving on to a different chapter in their lives. And I thought it was great. But also, we now know, or at least Vanderpump has actually just confirmed on the Twitter. We saw when Peacock came out, which is the NBC, like Netflix, so to speak. It's their own, like, on-demand streaming service. Um they released a little, I guess, like a clip of Lisa Vanderpump and it showed Vanderpump dogs and everybody speculated that this was the Vanderpump dog spinoff that we were all, you know, heard of, that we all heard about last season on Beverly Hills when Lisa Rinna was like, she's doing this for a spinoff and she's trying to sell a spinoff. And that's why this whole doggy gate came up so she can work in her rest, her, her dog rescue place. And now we're realizing that that's actually true. And somebody tweeted her about it and she was like, oh, well, I thought we were supposed to keep it a secret. Apparently the news has already been announced. And I guess, yeah, it's here. Well, it's here. There is a Vanderpump Dog spinoff coming to Peacock. I don't think Peacock is the right platform for Vanderpump Dogs. I don't think anybody's going to care to watch Vanderpump Dogs. I don't think anybody would even really care to watch Vanderpump Rules on Peacock. I just feel like Peacock is a, it's more of like an NBC. So you would go to it to watch like Parks and Racks or, you know, I don't know, something that you would watch on NBC. I don't think people necessarily associate NBC with any of the Bravo shows or any of the Bravo stars only because I... Even though I, I don't, I don't even think most people realize that NBC is the parent company of Bravo. But I don't think that this is the place for one a reality show or two a reality show about dogs and Lisa Vanderpump. I don't think anybody cares. I think even all her dog rescue stuff on Beverly Hills was just like, it was so, I don't want to say it was boring because I feel like that's really fucked up to say, but I'm going to say it. It was boring and I didn't care to see all of her dog rescue work. Like I get it. You're a humanitarian. You're a philanthropist. You do charity. You do you. Pat yourself on the back. Put your a crown on your head. Whatever. I don't care to watch Vanderpump Dogs. I don't know if you feel any differently. I also don't care to listen to this new podcast that she's going to be launching. I think these Bravo stars need to stop launching fucking podcasts and leave people that are actually good in this lane to go down this lane. I just... 
I mean, I feel, it feels like at this point, like it's just there. It's just another like Instagram platform that everybody's trying to jump on. And like, look, I am trying not to be bitter about it. And I'm trying to go with the curve and, you know, embrace it and just try to put out good quality content. But I just feel like some people don't need to be jumping into lanes that they're not good at. Like, I don't think Lisa Vanderpump is a host. I don't think Lisa Vanderpump is a good conversationalist. I think she's a little too um, buttoned up. I don't think it will be a good... Con- I mean, it might be. I might be wrong. I would love to be proven wrong, but I don't care to listen to Lisa Vanderpump's podcast, to be honest. I just don't. And now she's apparently... Somebody was like, oh, you should do a cooking show at Pandora, which is her daughter. Um, and her daughter is named Pandora after Pandora Jewelry. Not really, but that would be great if it were. Uh, and now, and she's like, ooh, that would be really fun. But like, I don't want to see a cooking show either. I don't think Lisa Vanderpump is the type of person to be doing like a YouTube cooking, a YouTube series or a podcast. I just don't think that that's her realm. I think she is a little more haughty. She's a little more elite. She's a little more on a high horse. Where even doing reality television was a little out of her element, but she did it and she, you know, continued to craft the narrative that she wanted crafted about her. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's go to OC. There aren't really any songs about OC, are there? Anyway, Elizabeth Vargas is the newbie to be joining Real Housewives of OC this season. Apparently, she's having a lot of trouble getting along with the other women. They're calling her feisty. They're like, she's just picking fights to start drama. And like, we don't like that. We don't like this feisty ass bitch. We want a Heather Dubrow. But apparently, when you're replacing Nikki and Tamara, you need somebody that's really going to come in and bring the heat. And so she's friends with Kelly Dodd. And my thing is, it's like, are we really surprised that somebody that's friends with Kelly Dodd is going to be stirring up drama and like, you know, at the at the center of the drama this season. I think we've seen this a lot where the newbies come in and they're kind of just like, ooh, I'm going to start some heat. I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to make a name for myself. I'm going to make sure I come back next season. I don't want to end up like a barber on Real Housewives of New York. Which speaking of, there's actually a new cast member. God, I don't remember her name or what she does, but there was a newbie that they were looking to bring into New York. And apparently they're looking to bring newbies into Beverly Hills too. From what I've heard, there are a couple of different people that have been, oh yeah, who was the one? That was like a Joanna someone that said that she had auditioned for it. So from what I've heard, there are a few different people that they've been auditioning to join Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I've heard of at least three different people that have been um, interviewing for it and that they've reached out to at this point. I don't know if they're even going to bring anybody in or if they even should. And I think if they're going to be bringing anybody new in, they probably have to be cutting some of the original ladies. And I know there were some theories that Kyle and what's her name? Damn. What's her name? Kyle and Teddy. See, so boring. I almost forgot. Um, apparently people are speculating that they're about to be cut. I think it's time to cut at least two ladies. I don't know who the ladies would, that I would cut. I like Sutton. I think Sutton's a breath of fresh air and I think she definitely deserves a diamond next season. I love Brandy Glanville and I think Brandy Glanville deserves a diamond. I don't know if it'll actually come to fruition, but I would love to see it. Let's see who's currently on the cast in Beverly Hills. We have Garcelle, Denise, Lisa Rinna, Kyle Richards, Erica Jane, Dari, and Teddy. I think we can forego Teddy. I think we could... I think we have to keep Garcelle. I think... Oh, this is a hard one. If I had to cut two housewives, I guess I would I would not mind cutting Denise. I think she's so ostracized from the women at this point that I wouldn't hate to see her go. And again, all the rumors about her signing a four season contract, Jill, uh, 
those rumors don't guarantee necessarily that she's going to be on all four seasons. And again, I can already confirm that she did not earn a $4 million paycheck for those four seasons. She apparently did not make that much. Those rumors are false. And her rep has also confirmed that those rumors are false. Um, fuck, what was the point that I was trying to make? Anyway, I think we could definitely let go of Denise and definitely let go of Teddy. I think Kyle just is an OG and you have to keep one OG, right? I think Rinna could probably hold the crown as an OG. Maybe her and Erica could, I don't know. I think we definitely need some new blood, but I wouldn't hate seeing Denise and Teddy go, if I'm being honest. But I actually think they might keep Denise because she's friends with Garcelle. And if they bring Brandy back, that might be some nice, interesting tension. Regardless, I think Teddy definitely needs to go. And I don't want to see, I think Dorit could possibly go too, but I just love Dorit. She's just one of my favorites because she's just like, I don't know. There's something about her that I just, I love. And I just think she's not a hot mess. She's like a very like put together with wigs and makeup. She's a very glammed mess and I love it so much. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised that Elizabeth Vargas, who's friends with Kelly Dodd, is stirring things up in OC. I think OC needs someone to stir stuff up, especially if we got rid of Tamara. Kyle Richards. Okay, there's a new report that says that Kyle Richards is feeling threatened by Kendra Wilkinson because Kendra Wilkinson was recently who we all know from Girls Next Door. And then she had Kendra on top. She was one of the playmates. And then she had married to Hank. And then he like um, had sex with um, a trans woman. And yeah, that was a whole scandal. And we saw it all unfold. And Kendra on top. She is now working for the agency, which is Mauricio, Kyle's husband's real estate agency. And apparently there are rumors that are saying Kyle feels like she needs to look out for Kendra because Kendra's trying to steal her man. And I'm just like, Kendra, like what? First of all, Kyle, this this feels fake. I don't think Kyle feels threatened by Kendra. This feels like a gossipy magazine's attempt at trying to stir up some drama just because it's been a slow news week. Um... And Kyle's rep also denied that she feels threatened by Kendra at all. But I feel like even if you did feel threatened by Kendra, you wouldn't really go out and be like, yeah, I feel threatened by Kendra. But this also is a really interesting um, time for this to come out because Jill Zarin back in June did a podcast with Us Weekly and she was like, I think Kyle should be careful. Oh, and that's the point that I was trying to make earlier about Denise on her four seasons. Jill Zarin was also in a contract for a guaranteed six seasons when they let her go after season four. So that's just saying it doesn't matter what your contract actually says. You can still get the boot. Um, but I don't think Kendra Wilkinson is the husband stealing type, right? I don't think she's actually like stole anybody's husband or has she cheated? I don't think she's cheated. We know Hank cheated on her, but I don't know if she's ever really cheated on him. And I don't know if she would be the type to be like, I think it w- that would actually be really interesting to watch Kendra on Housewives of Beverly Hills. I know Tori Spelling was trying to get onto it. I think it would be fun to see Kendra join Housewives. I think she's a great reality star and it might be fun. I would love to see Kendra as a new addition, to be honest. I think they should definitely interview her <sighs> let's see um but yeah i think these rumors are false and even if they are true i don't think this is an issue with kyle and kendra necessarily more than it is it sounds like an issue with mauricio and like if kyle feels threatened then i think he needs to validate that he loves her and that he's not going to go dipping out all right should we talk about oh let's talk about potomac i think that's the last topic on the list is real housewives of potomac season five premiere came i saw the first two episodes um 
I have YouTube TV and I don't know if this was like an accident or this was intentional, but they this morning accidentally or released the second episode, which says the premiere date is supposed to be this Sunday, August 9th. But if you have YouTube TV as of this morning, it was season or season five, episode one and two were both available to watch and I watched them both. So if you want to get an early star on this Sunday's episode, go and watch episodes one and two because they're out right now. Let's hope that they don't catch on to that and take it down. Or maybe this was always intended. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that the season premiere was good. I thought the, uh, I was not loving the whole Candace's whole diamonds and denim party. I thought it was a little meh. I don't love the theme. I mean, I thought, I don't know. I just, I don't love the theme. And I didn't love her outfit. And I didn't love a lot of their, Karen's outfit was awful. I just thought diamonds and denim don't necessarily mix. But if you're going to do it, you need to do it in a way that like doesn't look tacky. And I thought a lot of their outfits looked really, really tacky. But I mean, that's just me. I didn't think it was cute though. But I thought it was a great start to the season. So I've never actually watched Potomac before. To me, it was like blah, snooze, snorefest. And so I actually never even tuned into it. And to my hairstylist, Kelly Christine, who keeps my hair so bleachy and icy, Kelly's like, you have to watch this. So the last time I was getting my hair bleached, she put on the first episode of the last season. And so I saw a little bit of that. But then at that point, we were like a couple hours into my bleaching. So I didn't get to like fully tune into it. And I was a little tipsy with some um, with some Excedrin because the bleach was on my brain or was on my hair or my skin with heat and it was like oof fajitas and so this was my first official season watching Potomac I knew of the Ashley Darby scandal with her husband from last season because we broke it down on our new year recap when I had the um the host from Bravo's The Daily Dish on my show I thought they were great and we broke down the Ashley Darby scandal so I was familiar with that and I did see a couple of clips from last season but I watched the Bravo released a how did they get here special and so I watched that going into this new season so I was kind of somewhat up to date I'm still learning everybody's names and like figuring it out um you know, where every, what everybody's roles are, but I actually, I kind of like them. I like Potomac. I saw the first two episodes. I thought they were good episodes. I wasn't blown away. I'm really looking forward to this Moni Candace fight, this brawl that's supposed to go down. If you um, want to like see behind the scenes of the brawl, apparently there was somebody that was at that. It looked like a barn. Yeah, it looked like they were in a barn. I don't know what event it actually was. I haven't dug into Potomac, but I promise I will do more of that as the season kind of progresses and as it becomes more on my radar. But uh, there was somebody else that was in that barn with them that was filming while they were filming. So you see like the the fight and the fist and the boom, boom, boom. And it's like a major boom, boom, pow. And it looked good. It, I mean, I don't know if good is the right word, but it definitely looked it looked heated. So at Real Housewives Franchise, which is an account on Instagram, at Real Housewives Franchise, they have the leaked video that they posted on Instagram that somebody else recorded on like their iPhone. So if you want to see that, you can't see much. It's not very long. It's, you know, kind of from afar, but you can see a little bit inside what the the beef and the drama was 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 going down. But if you know what it was about, DM me and let me know because I want to know more about this and I'm going to dive into it. Monique Samuels also kind of came out and she's like, look, I have way too much to lose, so I can't be fighting people. She seemed like she felt bad that it happened and she felt bad that it got to that place. And she felt bad that her representation on the show, 
is going to be portrayed that way this season because I mean it was a very real moment and she said she had like had to go into therapy and like do a lot of inner self work and like good for her the fact that she can acknowledge that and own that and like be willing to work through that I think is great Joshua Brown who's the VP of production at Bravo he also came out and he said speaking for myself and also I would I would say everyone at Bravo we do not take joy or pleasure in the fact that there was an altercation but it's something that happened on Potomac we feel like it's important to always lean into the real and to and to the documentary aspect of it. The altercation was obviously very short, you know, under a minute, but it affected their lives for many months and continues to affect their lives to this day. Now, when I hear him say that we don't take joy into it, okay, there were two things. First is the joy. Him saying they don't take joy in the fact that the altercation happened, I feel like that's a little bit of a, a mixed statement. I think even, look, if we're going to be real, even us as viewers take a little bit of joy. I don't know if joy is necessarily the right word, but like we, like there's a little bit of like our ears perk up and our eyes widen and we're like, ooh, what's going on? That's why we watch reality TV. We watch it for the tea. We watch it for the drama. We watch Housewives for the fighting. I don't know if we necessarily love when there's like a full umbrella. I'll be honest, like when it happened on New Jersey, like it gets pretty juicy and I like, I, you know, those are like some great episodes. I think it was, it's terrible when you actually realize like these are real people in real lives, but at the same time, like we know what they're signing up for. They know what they're signing up for. I think Monique kind of taking some accountability, I think, is 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 really big of her. Um, but the fact that, look, I, is it bad that I think that there were some Bravo execs that were like, oh, yes, there was a big fight. And like, it's going to be so juicy and people are going to be so hyped when this actually airs. I feel like that's the reality that we don't want to accept and the reality that we don't want to own up to. I'm owning up to it and I'm saying, ooh, this looks like a, when I saw that trailer, it was like, ooh, this looks like a juicy season. I can't wait to see what they're fighting about and why they were fighting and the aftermath of all of that. Um, I also found it a little strange when he said on Potomac, we feel like it's so important to always lean into the real and the documentary aspect of it. And I'm like, well, does that mean that there are other franchises, there are other cities where you don't lean into the real and you don't lean into the documentary aspect of it? Because you're singing, singling out Potomac here, but I feel like if that's your angle with all the shows, like, that's what it should be. But, like, I don't know if it's fair to say that this is, you know, what you're doing in Potomac. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I'm just looking for some tea. Um, but, yeah, that's neither here nor there. But I think we all kind of find, again, I don't know if joy is the right word. I may be using the wrong word. I may need to go and look up the, th- look it up in the, th- I may need to go look it up in the thesaurus. Um, but I think we find a little bit of joy and, you know, as viewers, I mean, like, come on, we don't watch, we don't watch it just to watch them, you know, have, you know, to do curtsies and have tea at, at dinner. Like, let's be real. We watch it for, we watch it for the heat and for, you know, the watching the trajectory of these women's lives, their highs, their lows, the good, the bad. And we, I love the good and the bad, but I know a lot of people watch reality TV just for the bad. This is definitely the bad. I happen to love both. And I also happen to understand that like, yes, there's a big aspect of it that is very real in people's lives. But at the same time, it's also a television show. Anybody that comes onto this television show knows it's a television show. And there's a certain cognizance of creating entertaining content that is going to be you know, palatable for people that are watching. And I think we know that going into it. And that's where I stand. And that's how I feel. 
And that's that's me. Let me know if you actually think that Bravo is having, you know, is being a little full of the BS by saying that they don't take joy in this. Or let me know if you're a team Monique or team Candace. All right, guys, that is that for this week's this week's uh, break. This week's pop culture breakdown on hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. That's me. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. Please listen and subscribe. We have episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'll be doing weekend news recaps on Mondays, weekly news recaps on Fridays, and unfiltered interviews on Wednesdays. So get ready. I have a lot of other Bravo podcasters that I'm going to be collaborating with on Mondays. So get ready. It's going to be a good time. If you have any accounts or other podcasts that you really love and listen to that you would like me to collab with and reach out to, let me know. I'm happy to invite them onto my show so that we can dissect this further. But again, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. Please give me a five-star review or any review that is honest. As long as you leave an honest review with how you actually feel, I will take that feedback into consideration as long as it's constructive and it's not just like a one-star saying Kanye for president 2020 because I saw that asshole and you can go fuck yourself. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Again, please go and leave me a review. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Give the show a follow at No Filter with Zach. And be nice to everybody right now. Just be kind. Everybody's struggling. Everybody's having a hard time. The world is very heavy. Stop beating each other up and just like spread a little love and just have a little compassion. All right. That's all I have to say. Love ya. Mean it. And I will talk to you later. Okay. Bye.